<laughs> Hello, I'm Pete Can, laughter leader, positive thinker, and entrepreneur. And you're listening to Laughter and Positivity with Pete, where each week I'll bring you tips and tricks to lead a happier, more positive life. Ready? Let's go. Hey guys, it's Pete Can, the Laughter Man, and today, today is a serious, serious day, serious podcast today, because I've recently been sharing a few of my stories uh, with regards to my past and how things, you know, what, what pe- things have made me uh, to be the person that I am today, and part of my story is I was a gambler. I had a gambling addiction and I just wanted to share my story with you today just to give you I suppose a bit more of a background into into me really and just to sort of get to know me a little bit more and and hopefully you know it's going to resonate with some people and and you know the main the main thing of this podcast really is to say that if if anything does stick in your mind or stick you know resonates with you please reach out to me because I surrounded myself with people that could help me when this happened my story so uh, you know again you know if it, like I say if anything resonates with you on this podcast please 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 just reach out to me and and just let me know and you know hopefully I can help in some way so um anyway let's let's just get into this shall we uh, I'm going to rewind back to when I was at senior school I was about 13 14 and we used to go down the arcade and whereas a lot of my friends used to play on like the machines like Street Fighter 2 and you know those sort of arcade games I didn't I used to go on the 2P machines uh, on the fruit machines and and soon started to be spending all my money on the 2p machines and then those 2p machines started to build out to the 10p machines and before i knew it at uh, the age of 15 i was going down the arcade quite regularly probably three times a week and i was spending money that i didn't have now when i say spending money i didn't have sort of money I was spending was first of all was was my paper round money so every time I got paid I just literally went and put that straight into a machine spent like a Saturday down at the arcade but then the couple of things that I did um back then was I used to um well I didn't used to I I I did even I, I sold some of my parents records their their collectors records that they'd had for years uh you know so you know some of these vinyls that probably couldn't get hold of anymore and i went down to the local secondhand record shop with hands full of records just to make some money uh i used to used to go into my mum's purse and take money as well to to go and spend on the fruit machines and you know i suppose when i was there doing this i didn't know I had a problem because it wasn't something that I was aware of I suppose it was just something that I did it just made me who I was and I'm not proud of the fact that that's what I did uh, but I did it because the power of the gambling and the addiction was certainly there and 
I like I say so the, so those are a couple of dark moments of my my past there uh, so anyway fast forward to when I used to have a proper job I say a proper job but it was like a weekly job and I used to work in a pub I worked in a couple of pubs where there was a fruit machine and used to just sit there and watch uh, people come in get some money from the machine you know from for buy a drink like a coke or something and then literally change and they just keep getting change and change and change and just keep putting it into this machine so then when it came to my lunch break i used to just go to the till we used to cash out like my direct debit card would put money on the card that i didn't actually have in the bank so i was going into over into my overdraft as well and spending you know 20 30 40 50 sometimes like 100 pounds quite easily of a you know of a lunchtime i used to go down to like the bowling alley and spend all of my wages so literally i was spending my wages before i even got paid and like i look back at it now and i think about why i used to do it and one of the things i believe when when you've got a, a gambling addiction i think loneliness is definitely something that is part of the makeup and it makes you you know i was i was basically just i didn't hang around with friends uh, or if i did went to the pub and they we would go to the pub with together and then literally i would just go straight to the machine uh, I used to hang around with other gamblers. So some of my friends were the same. We just used to go pounds in. So we'd literally go and get 20 pounds change each. And then we'd just split, split the money. Um, but we always lost, you know, gambling is, is, it's not a winner's game. It's a mugs game. And it sort of stuck with me still. So, you know, again, to, it got to the point where I didn't have my card. My card got taken away from me. The bank, I had to go into the bank and ask for money and they were controlling my money my finances back then and this is all around sort of 18 19 I was then and then I moved to London uh, with my job and again I wasn't earning a lot in London I was earning maybe 75 pound a week back in this is going back quite a few years now but that was um and I was living in a hotel so I had the the residence there you know that I didn't have to pay for food or board but that seventy pounds every week, as soon as that hit my account, I was straight down the gambling, basically down to the arcade, spending all my money on fruit machines again, and it was a lonely, lonely time for me. Now I think you know maybe low self esteem, or not maybe I look at it now. I think you know definitely had lower self esteem. I didn't you know didn't love myself. I didn't really feel that I had the, I suppose just the yeah just didn't didn't really. Yeah, my my love was for just that gambling and just spending money and just chasing the high, chasing the win, which never happened. You know, you like even if you won maybe a hundred pounds, you know, you'd, you'd probably put well, you definitely put in over five, six, seven hundred pounds to win that hundred pounds. But then you get that hit, that high, that kept driving me to there. So you know, fast forward back like after moving from london not having any money in london moved back to taunton again we're still doing the same habits same habits going to the pub working in the pub watching the money go in the machine spending them you know cashing out uh and you know taking you know taking money from my parents purses as well you know i'm not you know i'm not proud of that that's just scary if i think about that you know how that happened and then then when i moved to bristol I was still in that space, you know, I was still basically spending the money. As soon as it came into my account, I was spending it and I started getting myself into debt with um, different store cards because I wanted to start making myself look 
more presentable and started feeling good about myself but that was all on credit because again i was spending money like it was going you know gambling the money away and then i met the love of my life and again so she chloe didn't know that i was a gambler when we first met and it wasn't until we sort of moved in together which was quite early in our relationship but we got to the point where she like we were saving for something and I would just go and spend money. I would just go start going to casinos as well. And that's when things got really getting quite bad because I was spending like easily a hundred pounds in probably about 15 minutes. It was just literally disappearing. And I was still hanging around with the wrong people because I was hanging around with people that wanted to go to the casino and go and spend money. Now, Chloe reached out to me and said, look, Pete, I think, well, I don't, yeah, I think you've got a problem. I think it'd be good for you to go to Gamblers Anonymous and go and see them. And I've looked up Gamblers Anonymous and there's a meeting in Bristol on this night. And, you know, I want to let, let me, let me support you. Let me take you to the the meeting. And I did, I didn't, I didn't push it away at all because, you know, I loved, I loved Chloe and, and I still love Chloe now. Um, and I love her even more because I'm reminiscing on this story because actually, you know, she really, 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 really helped me get out of that space. And I remember walking into Gamblers Anonymous and I was sat in a room with probably 15 other people and everyone was sharing their stories. And some of the stories, you know, I don't need to mention names because I can't remember the names. But there was one story in particular that resonated with me of a guy that had lost his house. He'd lost his family because they'd moved out. like, And he'd lost literally everything. He had his own job, you know, his own business. And he would literally told a story about him lying on the railway tracks waiting for the train to come. And I was sat there listening and I was just like, shit. This is the path that I could be on and this is not the path that I choose to be on. And I really, really, really sort of dived in then to the Gamblers Anonymous and, you know, I used to go to GA every week for probably about six months and it's, you know, it, it that initial bit and I, I fell off a couple of times, fell off the wagon and I was really honest with Chloe when I fell off each time and said, look, this is what's happened. I've gone back into remission and and she then sort of helped me and, and sort of pulled me back into GA and, and I kept going there. And, and, and then what actually happened, I, I sort of buddied up with someone else that was uh, someone I knew, uh, someone I was quite close to at the time who also was a big gambler big fruit machine and i i I buddied with him and sort of started reaching out to him and saying look you know let's go together and and that really helped because it sort of made me sort of realize that i was helping someone else with their addiction but also helping myself with my addiction at the same time and you know i'm not saying that that gambling has disappeared from my mind, my body, but it's definitely nowhere near, nowhere near what it used to be. You know, I used to go into a pub or in a restaurant or not a restaurant, any, any place which had a fruit machine. And I would know exactly what fruit machine they had. I would know exactly where it was and I would be there. And it literally, you know, and if I went into a new pub, I'd be straight away looking for the fruit machine, looking to see what fruit machine it was. And I was addicted to it. Whereas now I don't even look at them. I don't even like care for them because I've got, you know i've I've controlled that urge that 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 
like evil the evil feeling because and 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 this also like when you watch sort of stuff about like like on the on online and maybe well not even on online more on the adverts you know i don't watch a whole lot of telly but when i watch the adverts and it's all about gambling and stuff and i was just like how do they get away with this because and they were like when the fun stops stop well actually it's really hard to stop when the fun stops if you are addicted to gambling it is really hard to do that because you are chasing you are chasing the next high you're chasing the next win you're chasing that 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 spike of i suppose adrenaline that dopamine spike of winning and you know and i and i believe that laughter has helped me actually if if i think about it because i get that spike of dopamine when i laugh i get that that that, that adrenaline that endorphin hit when i laugh and this is you know and i'm not saying this like because I, I stopped gambling before i discovered laughter quite quite a long time before but if i think about it now laughter really has helped me to curb some of these addictions that i have had you know i don't drink anymore i don't smoke i haven't smoked for years i don't smoke weed i don't do anything that you know there's there's lots of sort of things in my past that i don't do anymore because of laughter and i found that laughter has been a really really powerful tool to help me overcome these different urges and these different like drugs or you know addictions that we've got and there's obviously a lot of it in the world that is being pushed at us all the time so that's what i wanted to share with you today i know it's been a long episode but hopefully this has resonated with you and if it has in any way please please just reach out to me on any social channels i'm pecan the laughter man you know and just tell me what you think about the you know if, if this has resonated or you know or, or even send this to somebody that you think actually this will help them because i'm in the world now of helping people this is what i want to do i want to help help people be the best person that they can be the best version of themselves and laughter is definitely there but you know i wanted to share my story i want to share how this has affected you know it affected me in the past and how you know how i've overcome it so uh yeah anyway i will um i'll, I'll leave you now and i will talk to you next week and have a great week take care bye bye Thank you so much for listening to Laughter and Positivity with Pete. To access today's show notes and exclusive content, please head over to pecan.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for your next dose of laughter and positivity. Until then, remember, if Pete can, you can. <laughs>